Sessionable. Welcome everyone to Sessionable. I'm Adrian and I'm here with Tom. Hey. And Liam. Howdy doody. And a few guests from Yuli's Brews. Uh, so we've got Harves. How you going? Uh, Tom, another Tom, confusing one. Yeah, this is and, confusing. <laughs> and Jen. Hi. All right. Well, um, we should probably start. We'll just go around. Um, um, we'll just go around, and we'll get you guys to introduce yourself and tell you what you tell us what you do at at Yuli. So, Harves, what's uh, what's your you know Oof. role here? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough <laughs> question to answer. Um, How long have we got? Is that what, is it one of those ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. These days, I do a whole lot of administration, a whole lot of sitting around on a computer, emails, invoicing. How's your, how's your Excel skills go on these Oh, things? it's better. Pretty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it used to be non-existent, but it's definitely there now. Um, but yeah, look, I obviously uh, sort of back in the early days sort of kicked the whole thing off with, yeah. with Carl um, and was doing a lot of the, the brewing side of things as well as all of the sales and distribution around Sydney and a lot, yeah, a lot of the East Coast at the time, but nowadays... Things are pretty different, and so, um, yeah, just sort of, I guess, staying on top of all the different avenues of what we're doing now. Yeah. It's, it's not as simple as just a little, just a one, little one beer like, company yeah. anymore, you know. Yeah. We've got a pretty full-on operation now with uh, with a, a lot of people involved, so just trying to stay on top of all of the things all we're doing. Yeah. yeah, Nice. Tom, what do you, what do you, what do you, you do here? What's your role? Uh, I'm, I guess the, the role that we say now is head brewer, so, um, yeah, you know, and Basically, for me, it's mainly just all the production side of stuff. So um, I think, I don't know, you know, I've always thought like halves is probably still better than me at making recipes. I've always thought that kind of side, you know, oh. is still better. But in terms of having, you know, a good couple of years of kind of commercial experience before coming in. So, um, yeah, everything from my, my day mainly consists of forklifting a lot and fixing the canning line and whatever else breaks seems to now be my job. Um, but six months ago, it was much more... Uh, before we had Jeremy, our other brewer on board, I was kind of doing everything from brewing yeah. every day to packaging every day and, and everything else in between. And I don't know, now it's mostly just a f- fix what's broken kind of job. <laughs> Someone's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Jen, what's, what do you do here? Um, so my official title is venue manager. So I guess that means kind of looking after the bar side of stuff here yeah. and making sure that everyone that comes in has a good time and a positive experience and... Yeah, just kind of looking after the experience side of the tasting room. A um, little bit of kind of like community outreach, so trying to reach out to local music studios and things like that and kind of encourage people that are in the local area to come in and hang out with us. Awesome. How long have you guys been in the venue for now, as in the brewery? So this site here, we actually we signed the lease in July 2017. So it's, yeah, it'll be two years in July this year. Um we, nothing really happened in those first couple of months. We sort of were really just honing in on the plans for what we were going to do here. Yeah. And, you know, like that was pretty, pretty up in the air. We had no idea. We, we had a pretty vague idea, but we sort of knew what we were doing at that point. But then, <laughs> yes, we spent, yeah, those first couple of months kind of, yeah, designing all the layout of what we yeah. imagined the place would look like. And then, you know, when stuff starts to arrive, that, changes pretty quickly and you yeah you get a different perspective as to how it's actually going to work and you know stuff breaks <laughs> down and <laughs> your plans don't really come to fruition but um yeah so we uh at the end of all that we we got operational in, as a production side of things so basically everything on that back half yeah where the slab starts pretty much everything was operational there from late january 2018 uh, where we put the first brew in um and that's been humming along at pretty pretty full speed since yeah, then yeah. Um, and then we basically as soon as we finished that project we, we got working on the second half which was the venue um, which took a solid six months basically um, which was a, a pretty uh, a pretty interesting workplace <laughs> as a production brewery at the time uh, coming in at, uh, you know one morning and we had me brewing a batch of Batuta or something like that and desperately trying to keep kind of you know everything going and there was literally like in the corner over there you know for people listening probably still like 30 40 meters but like just at one of those machines that literally hammers into concrete and just bang bang bang, <laughs> bang, bang. And i'm literally running around the brew house trying to get things going you know wearing earmuffs and it was mm. just yeah it was an interesting time yeah um, what's was... better jackhammers or customers uh, definitely customers <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... only sometimes <laughs> definitely not all the time um, so take us back to um, before you guys were in here, uh, sort of where did Yuli's Brews come from? What's the 
how did that all kind of start up and, 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 and that journey from that to, you know, where we are today? Yeah. So I guess the whole thing kicked off with um, myself and my main business partner and the whole thing, Carl, who you probably all would have met yeah. at some yeah. point. Um, so Carl kicked off a restaurant, which you probably know of, Yuli's in Surrey Hills, uh, about 11 years ago, something like that. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, it's been yeah. trucking along. It's an institution now. Yeah, like, big yeah. time. Um, and so I first met him about eight or nine years ago, when I, yeah, about nine years ago when I started working there. Um, and yeah, got to know him pretty well and became pretty good mates. And then, you know, he obviously pretty had a, had a solid interest and, and passion in good beer, uh, which I didn't know anything about at the time. Yeah. I was 20, I believe. Um, and yeah, so sort of from there, he introduced me to a lot of good, good beer out in the market at, you know, at a time where the, the Australian craft beer market was pretty, it was pretty small. There wasn't, back, there wasn't a lot yeah. going on back then. Like back then, Yulee's was one of the only restaurants with a like a solid yeah. beer list. Um, yeah, I'm, and all New South Wales beers, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, we sort of stuck to that for a good while. I think it would branch out to a little bit more wide-reaching yeah. these days. But um, yeah, it was around Surrey Hills. There was us, the Tap House. Um, what else was there? I mean, obviously Four Pines and Red Oak in the city. We used to yeah, get a lot, yeah. of, a lot of chat about those guys. And then like a few far-reaching ones like Happy Goblin and Eepkin. And mm. just, it was a lot more of a tight-knit kind of small community yeah, yeah. back then. Um, and so to me, it was fascinating at the time. I knew nothing about it. and um, But just discovering all these just epic, epic beers, you know, yeah. uh, when you first start working in the hospitality industry was, yeah, it was really cool. And um, I guess, you know, through, you know, working quite closely with Carl and starting to manage the place, um, got to meet a lot of the, the brewers that would pop in and sell their beers to us. Um, and I guess I was, I was just in the right place at the right time, I think. I, I was lucky enough to be, A, sort of a little bit pushed into it by Carl in a way. It was, <laughs> um, yeah, just really keen for me to sort of have a good crack at it and I was, I was very keen on it. Um, and, yeah, sort of got the opportunity with a few brewers to sort of go by and check out their breweries and sort of see how their operation works. But the main one I sort of learnt a lot of stuff from was the Grifter. Uh, it was, like, literally just when they kicked off, they were sort of kind enough to have me down for, yeah. like, the majority of their brew days in their first, um, yeah, 12 months yeah, sort wow. of thing, which was, yeah, yeah. it was amazing. Like, they, I owe those guys a lot. They they taught me a lot of what I what I learnt in those early days. Yeah, cool. Um, and, and, and them, they really pushed me into a lot of home brewing and sort of because they were home brewers themselves mm-hmm. and I learned a lot about making... A lot of and a lot of different styles of homebrews in in like a really sort of you know small period of time, um, twelve sort of eighteen months or so, um, and that kind of yeah the, at the end of that sort of twelve or eighteen months is sort of where I, I entered myself into a, a homebrew comp and I thought I had no chance at all but I ended up winning the thing and then got to brew a commercial size batch of my beer at um, at Young Henry's so that was kind of the, the prize that the thing that they put on at the um, was that at the Vic at, was it? at the Vic yeah, 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 yeah. so that, I think that was the first one they did yeah uh, and it was awesome it was such a good day what was the and beer? Uh, it was a black IPA called nice. Louis. Uh, yeah, uh, we've actually we've Lewis. brewed it as really. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, oh, I think a, I've, had, I've had that beer. You yeah, would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think we've done we've done one or two batches at, as Yuli's Brews. Um, the guys at Young Henry's were kind enough to let us let yeah. us make it up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and sort of from there, I think it was just a bit of a realization. Um, I don't know. Carl and I had always talked a lot of shit about hey, one day we'll yeah. one day we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll make some beer yeah. we'll, have a, we'll have a brewery or, or a brewing company and um yeah yeah so we just we put our minds to work and you know started conceptualizing a lot of different beers and sort of what we wanted it all to be about and i don't know we just towards the end of it realized that we we wanted to be about people and you know sharing experiences with people and celebrating that mm-hmm. um and you know things that can be paired quite well with good food and um, it's you know that's the, that's the best part of this whole yeah. thing, um, and um, yeah, so we got we got to work on that. We you know put our application for a liquor license, and sure enough, six months later we had we had a business up and running. We brewed our first batch of beer commercially out at um, out at the Australian Brewery, um, thanks to Neil Cameron, who yeah. was sort of the the one who made that happen. Um, and yeah, we so the first beer we kicked off with was Norman, yeah, um, which is still the golden boy. Yeah, um, <laughs> our, uh, we won a gold medal with that last year, which was yeah, uh, well pretty, pretty yeah. massive achievement <laughs> yeah. for us. Um, and yeah, things sort of I don't know we we grew it pretty slowly to be honest. Like we we didn't really rush too much into 
a lot of the things that we've done, um, yeah. but we just sort of grew within the means that we had, um, you know, just slowly chipping away, investing a little bit more and more mm. and more, and then it's pretty, you know, within sort of 18 months, maybe two years, it became a full-time gig for me, um, and yeah, I mean, Carl obviously was running his other restaurant at the same time as well, but um, we, yeah, we just slowly, slowly grew this little uh, little brand into something that had a few solid customers, and then yeah. it just it's sort of snowballed from there a little bit, I guess. Awesome. And Tom, how did you get in the picture, mate? Uh, well, I was working out of the Aussie, um, and I was just kind of thinking it's always funny because, like, I had interactions with James for like two, you know, for at least, you know, I was out of the Aussie for about two years and always remember him rocking up in this uh, very, very old ute that did not look like it would make it anywhere. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that It's every, a bit of a drive out to the Aussie brewery. So yeah. sure every delivery for Yulies was done out of that ute for the first couple of years. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, I definitely... Yeah. Is it still going? Or, that, no, like. it, it shut itself like, oh, yeah, a bit over 12 months ago now. It was parked on Burroughs Road for the first 12 months. It died on Burroughs Road and it stayed there for 12 months. You could have just months. left it there. Like, yeah. a, you know. I, I kind of wanted to, but then someone offered me some cash for like. Just take it. <laughs> Get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we notched up like 80,000 Ks in like 18 months on that, just driving between. Because <laughs> not only doing deliveries, but like, you know, we brewed it. You know, at any one point in time, we were brewing it sort of six, seven different breweries wow, around wow. Sydney. Yeah. Like, like, I wished it was all in one house, but yeah. um, it's and the, just, yeah. The thing with that, a lot of those relationships are <clears> ones where you, you were originally meeting the brewers, you know, like Happy Goblin, who, you know, isn't really around anymore, but you know, no, you, you were getting their beer in and then going up there and brewing the beer and yeah. same with Hop Dog and you know, like I, I feel like you've got a lot of relationships with people from where you were buying beer originally, then contracted it as well. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much how all of them started. I think, yeah, um, Happy Goblin was actually yeah, like one of the first ones that we started working with on a, a lot smaller scale than when we did yeah. our first batch up at um, up at the Aussie. But yeah, we used to. So I used to make in that sort of interim period where we were waiting for our liquor license we'd make i'd go home and make sort of two batches of of homebrew you know being 25 liters per yeah. batch um two batches to to fill one homebrew keg uh sorry 150 liter keg and i'd do all of this take the wort up to happy goblin ferment it on site there a cold so place, it's yeah. legal <laughs> in, in a licensed premises uh package it on site there and then bring it back to the restaurant and basically Happy Goblin would kind of sell it to you always, but it yeah. was our, our thing. It's the way we sort of made it work whilst waiting for the thing. So we could build Norman up, and we, I think I did a few Ricks and um, what else did we do? Fat Nerd and, and, yeah, yeah, uh, cool. and Bruce Malone, who's making a comeback very soon. We're very, nice. very, very <laughs> stoked to him. Um, yeah, it was, that, was a, that was an interesting time making. That was so much work. Like I'd be doing like probably like a few days a week of... Uh, you know, sort of fourteen-hour brew days at home just to get one keg, or like, maybe, and, and that would you know that <laughs> yeah. would sell in a week. So you got to do another one. Like, so you're doing that like once a week, pretty much. Well, I do a trip up to Happy Goblin at least once a week, but Jeez. brewing them at home on my weekends. So like, and you do a double brew day, which is that's, that's a, a full good, day. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good, on that sort of scale kit, like yeah. you can't just it's not a four-vessel system. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's one vessel. Um, so yeah, it was interesting times. But, uh, <laughs> It was it was great. I think you know that kind of process really sort of ingrained how uh, how hard brewing is and how much work you got to put into it, and, and quite a lot of times yeah. there's not much money in it. So it's definitely not about about that, you know. When no, you're no one's driving around in benzos, are they? No, <laughs> not, at all. not at all. So I think you know, we, Carl and I said to ourselves in the first couple of years that if we can get through this these tough couple of years and still come out enjoying ourselves, yeah. I think we're in. In yeah, the, in the right industry. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, credit to you for for being able to to, to get through that. Like, <laughs> so, Tommy, you were brewing or oh, helping yeah, helping with uh, uh, with uh, with all these beers before you even worked for him. Yeah, so I I sneaked myself into the Australian brewery. Mainly, I was working at Dave's Brew Tours with you, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I got I knew Neil Cameron through Institute of Beer and stuff like that, and he kind of I think managed to at least get me working one day a week out at um the Australian brewery and. I, that managed to very quickly turn from one day a week to three days a week and a full-time gig within kind of six months or so. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so I, I kind of learnt everything out there from Dan and, and Charlie and um, eventually Max as well, who was a brewer out there who's kind of trained 
via Vine Stefan and yeah. has an engineering degree in brewing and stuff like that. And so and you're um, doing the TAFE course around that same time as well. Yeah, you? and yeah. then kind of a, about a year into that job, I then also got again through Neil, who's you know been great for me. Um, he he got me into the TAFE course, and so yeah, I was kind of doing all that work and, and brewing Yulis brews beers. Uh, you know, probably almost once a once a fortnight or so. Yeah. You know, and packaging them on the same canning line that we have here now at the brewery. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. You know, there's. I I remember. You know, I'd always help halves. Um, you know, packing his ute for the day that he was taken, or packing pallets and stuff like that. So I think we probably had a pretty good relationship, even when you know halves was just contract brewing um, out there. But kind of, I even remember like the first day that we started canning out there because we used to just do a lot of kegs for Yulies, and then it kind of pretty quickly moved into cans and kind of like, you know the first print run of Sea Bass and then the first print run of um, Rick and you know the whole progression of that as well. So I was I I feel like even though I wasn't working for Yulies for that time, I definitely saw at least some sides of the yeah. growth of it and stuff yeah. like that um, and then yeah just kind of I think uh, asked or maybe I, I might have enforced myself in but uh, around you definitely angled yourself in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it was a little bit more you know, frequent I, I think hey, yeah. <laughs> there you go. a lot of elbow nudges yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know that's I think everyone who knows me that's kind of how I get into everything um but uh, yeah, kind of ask you know how you're building the brewery, and you you know you don't have anyone who knows you know I know how to brew your beers, I know all the recipes, <laughs> you know, so uh, I think it kind of it worked pretty well in the end, just in terms of the transition and stuff like that. And the guys at the Aussie have been you know awesome about it. You know, I still probably speak to Dan, you know once a week or more depending yeah. on how many problems I'm having and stuff like that. And, you know, I think that's that's the thing I've learned is you know through Dave's and through the Australian brewery, you know the, the contacts you have around you are the most important thing for. You know, for me, not having a huge amount of experience, it's kind of I lean on others a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I got into Yulies, and I don't know, mm. it's been smooth sailing ever since. I remember, like, the first day that Harves and I brewed on, the, you know, the kit, and it was literally just me and him for six months here, and it just seems weird now looking back, and there's, like... Yeah, that is strange. And we went, we had our staff... Work out of this building now? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We had our staff yeah. party, you know, a couple uh, about a month ago, and it was, like, there was 20... 20 plus people there and it just mm. you know compared to a year ago it just feels so different mm. um, in a good way though yeah you know, in a yeah. really good way um, ah awesome yeah so and Jen how did you how did you end up in, the, in this, uh, this this <laughs> lovely party yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, well I was working over at the Royal Albert in Surrey Hills and we'd made a few collab beers with what do these two boys did yeah. you yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't tell yeah um, we made a Bunyan up porter and a banana hefeweizen with these guys for a tap takeover. Yeah. And I already kind of knew the guys from the industry anyway. So you did a Tom and did the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and just came to visit the new brewery one day and Carl said, do you know anyone good that needs a job? And I was like... Yeah. Matter of fact, I do. <laughs> well, what about me? <laughs> and now here I am. <laughs> Awesome. Nice, awesome. Um, we should probably also say we've. I've already finished mine, and I noticed Tom has as well, because um, it was delicious. But what have we been drinking? Uh, so you've been drinking our Dolly Aldrin. Um, this is our apricot version. Um, Dolly used is a Berliner Weiss. It's like very low alcohol, yeah. kettle sour, very easy drinking. Um, it's probably my go-to beer generally. Mm. Um, and it used to just be a honeydew melon Berliner Weiss. That's kind of the one that I remember having. In the very early days of Yulis, but we've kind of been having. Um, it started actually with the strawberries when, when there was kind of, I guess the farmers were having yeah. issues with strawberries. We got a bunch of strawberries in and made a, a strawberry dolly version. And then since then, we, the honeydew hasn't come back yet because we just kind of started realizing it's Playing more around, fun. Yeah. To, it's more yeah. fun to play. It's around. always in the discussion. Yeah. We were oh, look, another one, <laughs> another one. <laughs> What's so in the, season at the moment? So many other yeah. things to play with. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what have we had? What what what? Um, it's apricot. It was apricot. Um, apricot. Strawberry, strawberry, guava. Yeah. Um, and then we've got. Uh, a new one that we've already, I don't know how much you want to talk about, but we've yeah. already, mixed, yeah, we're doing a plum one next as well. Oh, lovely, so, yeah, cool. Uh, we literally just, uh, last week, we're mincing up 200 kilos of fresh plums. Yeah. and <laughs> um, no, It's, it's mm. a lot of fun. I really enjoy the fruit side of it. So we've got a, um, uh, a kind of, what's a, almost like a fruit mongo, is that the right word? Or yeah. a fruit Providor? vendor, Providor. Providor. Yeah, yeah mm. mongo's probably more for fish. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> out fishing for fishing for fruit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he comes in, you know, every week, and it's just kind of really fun talking to him about like 
what's fresh and you know what's in yeah. season and you know I think that's been the fun thing you know most of the fruits so far have kind of been trending I guess with what's in season and what you can buy a lot of yeah. for, you know a reasonable price and stuff yeah. like that and, and it's kind it. of yeah it's more fun yeah. that way but know? I think it kind of follows the ethos of Yuli's right like the restaurant's always been fairly seasonal focused yeah like big time well. yeah yeah menu changes every season yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty big part of what we like to do with our beers as well. Like, we've got a pretty awesome and solid core range that we keep in stock all the time. But like, we're pretty big on having as many seasonals on the go as as possible. Nice. Really, yeah. Uh, I think it's. I think everybody in the in the whole beer industry or the craft beer industry would agree that that's. It's what most people want out of... Yeah, try you know, something new, right? Exactly. Yeah. You want to have something pretty... Yeah, it's, you about, know, it's about balance, right? Big yeah. time. Yeah. 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 You know, balancing it out with things that, yeah, you can have maybe 10 of if you yeah, want. exactly. Uh, or something that's hectic and going to knock your socks off, mm. but you'll talk about it for a few weeks, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I guess um, the other part is like touching on the food stuff is the food element of what you guys do here at the venue is a very important part of of it all right yeah i guess that was already kind of set up before i came in here but yeah it's very seasonal changing all the time trying to i guess at the moment we have like a bit of a summary barbecue focus with our takeaway fridges and sauces and sausages and the idea is that you can come in and grab a case and some stuff to go home and barbecue and yeah yeah it's all kind of summer focused right now but it's definitely some stuff in the works to change with that like we're going to be doing seasonal markets four times a year and yeah. they're going to be very heavily focused on foods and beers and drinks that are available at all the different seasons so have you yeah. ever got any like kickback from being i guess i don't know a meat-free meat-free venue i guess i don't know what uh, what's what yeah definitely. definitely vegan yeah, it's, it's, it's vegan completely vegan, vegan. Yeah. yeah so 100 percent vegan fruit beer yeah food wines spirits everything's vegan um i don't think you really get much of a kickback from it per se, but you definitely get people that come in and say, what's the thing that looks like chicken wings? Like, <laughs> it's cauliflower. And then, but as soon as someone's tried it, they realise that it's actually delicious. <laughs> and they're fine with it. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you get a lot of tradies that come in after work and ask for, yeah. They're the wings. most successful ones. But they, they yeah. love it. Right, that's the, the ones that I get the most kick out of. The people that come in and expecting, you know, a big beef burger or yeah. some hearty chicken wings. You end up talking them into something and they genuinely yeah. like, thoroughly enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah. yeah, And, you know, you can maybe somewhat quite smallly like change their perspective on, on, mm. on, on eating. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, and I think a lot of our, our food sort of element, you know, comes from a lot of the different inspirations that we have. Working within these sort of whole Yuli yeah. family, like um, you know, our all of our kitchen staff over at the restaurant. Well, not all of them, but a, a good chunk of them for a long time. They were all sort of coming from a Thai background. Our head chef here is Korean, yeah. Uh, but one of the sort of the the main sort of creative genius behind all of our food here, Tuan. Um, he's Vietnamese. Um, Carl's Greek. Um, and you know we're all obviously Australian, so we sort of we're try and mix of something in us, don't exactly, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> try and pull a bit of everything from, yeah. from where we can and, um, and piece it together. So, like uh, you'll see with our, our our Euros menu, like we've got a an Aussie, a Greek, a Korean, <laughs> a Vietnamese, uh, yeah. and then and then yeah, big dumplings focus as well. Um, so yeah, and is like the whole like food element something you think about when you're creating new beers about you know how's this going to play with the food and stuff like that yeah, as well it definitely does um yeah like each of the time I, you've probably noticed uh if you've had one of our beers in cans um yep. every one of our beers mentions a, a pairing note yes, what yep, what uh, yep. what this beer pairs with most likely and so like um yeah well whilst we're Maybe not so much when we're... Um, Adrian's uh, sitting into enjoying... Digging into uh, coconut, coconut ice cream. cream. Yeah. Very nice. Coconut How is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, no, it definitely comes to mind. Like we, we have a little chat about what we, what we want the beer to sort of come off as yeah. and, and what, we'd, what we'd like people to imagine it to taste like and then what it actually does taste like. Uh, and what food's going to pair with that really well. Um, and, yeah, what's the next one we've got coming out? Um, it's actually gone into kegs this week, and it'll, you'll see it in, in tinnies in a few weeks' time, actually. Um, a blueberry steam ale. Oh, and lovely. We were actually uh, writing up the, the pairing notes for that one the other day. 
Uh, and so what's that one? That one's going to be paired nicely with uh, an oyster mushroom rice paper roll with hoisin sauce. Wow, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knows. yeah. So, Very um, specific. Yeah, I think more specific. Even if you get one person actually going down that pair route, then that's, that's a success. A... Yeah. Does that mean you have to serve that now or...? I don't know. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. actually not a yeah. bad idea. It does sound <laughs> All right. Um, we just had new beers brought out to us. What are we, what are we drinking, Tom? This is uh, Hans Groppo, um, uh, yeah. which is our farmhouse ale, uh, kind of somewhere between the Saison world and the... Um, what was the word we... Grisette. Like Grisette, mm. yeah. That's yeah. the one that I was looking for. Um, so very low alcohol, kind of for, well, for a Saison, it's 4%. Um, very, very dry. If you're like playing yeah. at home, it finishes um, below one point of gravity. Um, so it's there's, it's a very low carb beer in that way, you know. <laughs> so um, if, if you're looking for that, but yeah, we just use a really simple saison yeast, and it's kind of, I guess, um, Harvest's idea particularly of kind of trying to make a beer that's, um, I guess, you know, the saison, but for the Australian climate. So yeah. very, very dry, very easy drinking. We actually blend just our house ale yeast with the saison yeast to try and kind of push that character down a little bit um, just because you find that it's kind of a cleaner, easier drinking beer. Yeah, yeah it's not like over-empowering in that like saison, ester and fennel sort of thing, yeah. but it's definitely still there. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we used to make a lot of, or not a lot, we used to make quite a bit of saison out at the Australian brewery that used to win awards after awards oh, after awards. Great saison. And yeah. it is a great saison, but no one, you know, I used no to take, drink it. Well, yeah. and I'd take cans home and you'd drink it and you'd be like, that's a heavy, you know, like you yeah. don't really want to go back. Rather, this beer, like, you know, you just want to go back yeah. to another yeah. one. And, you know, I think... That is one of the things with Saison, so don't you, like, I, mm. I found, like, I really enjoy them. Not all of them, but I, I definitely do enjoy them. But, like, most of my mates don't give a shit about craft beer. And it's, it's kind of, it's shit in some ways, but it's kind of awesome yeah. in another way. So you, you get, a, you get a real... Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get a real judge of what, you know, like a general sort of perspective on beer is. Um, and I used to bring these things home and literally no one would want to go near it. Uh, and so, yeah, Hans is definitely aiming to be something that sort of bridges that gap. Yeah. You know, is as accessible as possible whilst celebrating the good things of yeah. farmhouse like kind of beers. You call it a, a farmhouse quencher. Yeah. I like that. That's, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a good... Because I also think Saison's a bit of a dirty word. Um, amongst like non-craft beer nerds, like yeah. why? Does I, someone I, doesn't like, know what it is. Yeah, or? well, it's it's something like I don't know. Um, something definitely I've experienced uh, in in almost every bar I've worked at. You put a saison on tap, and it fits it's the there. slowest movement for sure. It, like yeah. doesn't matter, you know. Um, like maybe with the exception of like saison Dupont, mm. but then like everything else just sits and yeah. and, and and slows. And I don't. And it's not necessarily a. Um, uh, judgment on the beer itself. It's just like not at all. Avoid, yeah. I don't. I think a lot of people don't understand what saison means, and they avoid it. But. Yeah. yeah. Do you also think like Aussie is just a, a weird thing with like yeasty beers? Do oh, definitely. Like, 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 like wheat beers aren't, hefeweizens aren't. Yeah. Mm. That super, it's a, it, there is definitely something to that. I mm. think. Um, but I also find like if you just call the same beer a farmhouse ale, it does sell. So it's like yeah, you know, it, it's a pretty is, different sounding yeah. kind of yeah. product. You know. Yeah. Um, it's got a, I don't know, a little bit of a kind of exotic appeal to a farmhouse. Yeah. Well, Australia's a rural there? country. Yeah, yeah. We, we have lots country. of farmhouses. Yeah, yeah big time. We have farms, yeah. they've got houses on them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where our valley comes relatable. from. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the brew house and the, um, and the venue is in a bit of a weird industrial estate in it Alexandria. Is. The parking kind of sucks. There's no public transport nearby. How does, how does it, Go in terms of where to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Come on I, down. I, I was going to ask. Obviously, you're getting people in. Like we we've had a few people come by to get some takeaways in like the hour that we've been here, on a day that you're not even open. Um, so how like how's the uptake been for like for such a weird location and but doing like vegan stuff? To be honest, it, I think. I know exactly what you're getting at, and that's what literally everyone asked us about before we opened up here. Like, you're crazy. You're, this Why is the I'm most like... ambitious thing I could ever imagine. Were you nervous about the location at all? Oh, or definitely. You... Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. look, we're, we're very confident in, in the punt that we were having, yeah. but um, yeah, I went, when you're getting that sort of thrown at you like quite regularly, you can't not be nervous, especially mm. when, you, when you know what we've sort of put into this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's um, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, I think that that whole difficult well not difficult but it's just a it's not the most typical uh accessibility and uh and it's it, it to me 
like I, I see a lot of people have this sort of mindset of when they come here, like they're coming here, like they have to go out of their way to get here, you know, like it's not so much, you're just not just going to stroll by here and, and, and wander in like for a schooner. It's not like you're in like Marrickville where you're doing like the crawl, right? No, and you're just jumping, like you're making all. the effort to come here exactly. because you want to come it's, here. It's yeah. a destination yeah. kind of brewery. And, and like, to be honest with you, we when we found this site, we weren't like, we didn't pick this site and go, oh, that's in the most weird location possible. Let's, Let's do, do it. <laughs> yeah, like we, were, we were looking around for a good sort of yeah. six to 12 months and the market was pretty dry for a good while there. Um, but this popped up and we just saw the space for what it was inside. Yeah. I thought, this is perfect. We yeah. can do literally everything we want all in the one space um, and create our own little world here. Um, and regardless of what's going on out there, if we can do in here right, people yeah. will come. But uh, I also think, like, this road is filling up around you as well. Oh, it definitely like, is, yeah. Um, it's been a while. Like, I, the last few times I've come here, it's been at night. But, like, I was just driving down on the way here and I was like, there's actually so many businesses around here that there's, there's lot, nothing else around here for them, you right? Think. Like, yeah, yeah there's a lot of people who don't have anywhere to get something to eat or have a beer after work it's to true. work around here. Yeah, definitely. And I remember being here on your launch night, and it was like 50-50 like beer to two people and just dudes in high views who work yeah. around the area. Like, yeah, it's yeah. true, and we still get that. And yeah. I, that's what I love that. Like, at sort of Friday, sort of three, four o'clock. This quite often this whole floor is filled with West Guinness high-vis people yeah. and that's awesome and they, they all come in for the happy hour schooners and they get a little bit loose have a good time and then and then the, the Friday night crowd rolls in for yeah. dinner and then the bands come on it's always a pretty diverse crowd that rolls through here but um, we seem to make it work yeah cool it's like we're not quiet at the weekends either like people go no. out of their way to, to yeah. travel and come in here and they'll ride their bike or yeah. take the dog for a walk and end up here and it's really nice. It feels really special that people go out of their way to hmm. come check us out. And I mean, obviously, Jen, like as venue manager, you've been doing a lot to kind of get more people in, running events, live music, that kind of thing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So at the moment, we have jazz on a Thursday night and a live music band on a Friday night, which has been going really, really well. It's a nice, cool crowd. And it's good to promote local musicians and just have something a little bit different going on, completely different to what all the other breweries are doing at the moment. Do you ever think you'd become a booking agent when you took this job? No. <laughs> <laughs> Feels very cool. <laughs> um, Adrian and I came in a few months ago on a jazz night and it was just really nice. It was very civilised. It was very yeah. like, it was very, yeah, it was very chill. Yeah. Very <laughs> and I love yeah. Tilly, who's uh, our, our pretty regular jazz. It's sometimes someone else, but Tilly's also... Uh, works on our canning line and stuff like that. And so I kind of, so cool. I kind of like, you know, th- there's been one or two weeks where we've literally like, you know, finished the canning for the day and then she just like cleans up, has an hour to relax and then jumps on and starts singing the jazz. <laughs> in, you know, it's just like it's such a interesting combination. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> she really is awesome. Yeah. And live music's become a pretty big focus of the tasting room, right? Yeah. Yeah. We would get a lot of people in here on a Friday night to come see the bands and we're just hoping to keep expanding that hopefully eventually push it to Saturday nights as well and yeah, just cool. keep going. We've got a couple secret festivals lined up. For... Not so secret anymore, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we announced it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, well, the big one, April 27, I believe, on a Saturday night. We've got like six bands playing in here. Sick. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. the Bluegrass Festival Ooh. coming up. That one, yeah, yeah. That's going to be fun. As well, yeah. Mm. So, it's going to yeah, be weird, but a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> the live music thing we should probably mention that we were very very lucky the city of sydney were very generous enough to offer us a grant for for the live music sort of setup we have here so cool. yeah they've yeah it's pretty amazing that they've sort of stepped in and helped that helped yeah helped us out with um yeah all the sort of pa equipment and like That's basically awesome. the means to make it happen yeah, um, yeah like we were pretty haphazard for a couple of months there just borrowing a pa from, from <laughs> yeah. either tilly or hiring it from somewhere and it's always a bit of a shit Going fight every week but 10 minutes before the yeah, show exactly. starts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> learning how to how to make yeah. it work yeah. um but it's yeah it's a pretty nice kit now yeah that's really awesome because like you know i think as a younger musician these days the venues that are available you to play in is a lot more limited than like, like when i was playing music like 15 years ago i was like i can count like probably on one hand the venues that I used to play in that are still open. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think the fact that they're supporting a new venue in an area where it's not going to piss off too many people because it's a pretty like there's no, there's no residential area. Yeah. Right. Pretty loud around here. Pretty yeah. lucky. That's yeah. great. It'd be about a kilometre to the closest home. That's yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so that's that's been quite awesome. To that's honest. right. It's been, yeah, it's been a real help since we've got that underway and got this new equipment in here. We've got you know like we have an audio engineer for every every wow. gig we put on. Like it's a full on live yeah. setup, and uh, it's really turned it into another. Tommy, so we've yeah. done any fireworks in here yet for the live shows? No, but I've, we've talked. <laughs> about yeah, pyro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know the guys know that Tom's a licensed pyrotechnician? Yes, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> for, maybe for our next live podcast, we'll oh, you know, yeah. kick off some fireworks. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right. Should we take a yeah? Let's take, take a, a quick, quick break. break. And do some recommendations awesome. right now. Sweet. Sessionable. And right. we're back. We're back. You. Hi. Hello. Um, and we're gonna jump straight into recommendations. Yeah. I mean, why, before we do, why don't we talk about what we're about to drink? Well, I think what we're about to drink are recommendations. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Go. So who should who wants <laughs> to start? I'll I'll start, Tom. Uh, so my beer recommendation, I only had it. Uh, Last night was um, Two Bay's Pale Ale. Okay. Oh, that's a gluten-free one. one. Yeah, um, how was it? Yeah, it was really good. Um, I'm really keen to try that stuff. Yeah, I, I like particularly the hop aroma and stuff like that for me compared to... So my wife is a celiac um, and like Fuck. even when I've made... Married, married to a celiac as a and, girl. And even yeah. when I've made beers at home with like uh, the gluten-free gluten enzymes, yeah. she still has had reactions. So yeah, like right. for me and for her, like the only gluten-free beer she can drink is something that's, you know... Even when they test it to be gluten-free, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that she won't be affected by it. So it's got to basically be made from nothing containing um, yeah. barley, oats, rye. Um, and that's what uh, the laws are in Australia anyway. But yeah, so we, we had that last night and really nice, hoppy um, kind of pale ale. The, the, you know, the malt's kind of interesting. It's definitely different. It's like um, sourgrim and millet and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. you can tell that, you know, you don't get... Uh, the same kind of mouthfeel, I guess, that you're used to. But I, I wouldn't say that, like, when I've had other gluten-free beers, you know, they often feel very watery and watered down, and that wasn't the case at all. You know, really enjoyable, really, really good. Um, cool. So, yeah, really like that. And uh, then the other recommendation I have for a non-beer recommendation is um, our Cloudy Saki, um, kind of spruiking our own stuff a little bit. But uh, we've got uh, a lady here who's been working with Yuli's for quite a while now called Chiho, and she's... Um, started making kind of on-site rather than just what she used to be making at home, which is kind of, I, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but it's a, a nigiri um, sake, which is kind of a very cloudy, um, kind of live um, and active sake. Um, so, you know, she talks about in, ver- in a very similar way to kind of, I guess, what the kombucha path is on at the yeah. moment. It's it's meant to have some good probiotics in it because it's kind of got the koji and it's still mm-hmm. active in there. You've got some lactobacillus um, and then you've also got yeast still in there as well. So you are pitching yeast as well as the koji and all that other... That. Yeah, yeah. You, you, if you don't pitch any yeast, you, you find that uh, kind of the sourness mainly takes over. Um, but we're actually now using a brewer's yeast. She was, when she first started, just using a, um, a, a bread yeast. Um, yeah. But we've kind of found a, a yeast that works really well that kind of um, complements the flavours of the sake and the rice without kind of giving it any kind of beery flavour. Um, it's it's something that's very similar to the number seven yeast that they use traditionally in sake yeah. making anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and really so it's... Really awesome, like, citrusy sort of mm. um, sort of uh, hit to it. It's like... Big time. Yeah. 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 You, get a, you get a nice sort yeah. of, like, a, that kind of... That lacto kick to it is, yeah. like, really, really appealing, you know? And yeah. it's pretty straight up. Like I actually um, use koji rice and um to marinate things in oh wow so it's like um because like the enzymes if you marinate like it's going to sound really bad because in yulis like chicken breast and stuff like that <laughs> but i'm sure you can do it with like like mushrooms and stuff like yeah, that it actually time. browns like super nice and has this like awesome deep rich okay. flavor so i actually inoculate uh like koji rice and then like cu- cover it to marinate stuff and then barbecue it and it's fucking awesome and wow then, um it yeah, the, the flavour profiles and the smell is exactly the same as epic. As that, as that. Yeah. But and Koji's kind of got enzymes that are really similar to the low carb enzymes. Yeah, right. So you know what happens usually when you're fermenting a sake is it is a co fermentation. So the um, the koji breaks down the starch and the rice turns it into sugar and then you've got yeast actively going in there and it converts that sugar into alcohol and so you kind of get this co-fermentation at the same time and so, um, yeah, you know, and it's an interesting application when you start using it in, in yeah. other things as well. So, yeah. so what percentage 
is the sake? So this sake is around uh, 12%. Um, it's very smashable. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you, As Tom just called his. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You do start to realise, you know, because we've been kind of really working on batches and trying to improve and, you know, we, I try it quite often in the afternoon with Chiho and, you know, you just have a, you know, we've literally got kind of 20 mil in a glass yeah. and you have a couple of those and you suddenly realise <laughs> you walk around yeah. like yeah. it for a while. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's really good and, uh, yeah, we, we're going to kind of, Use an element of the sake uh, in our in our Gabs beer that we're releasing this year as well, and so cool. it'll hopefully have a lot of those elements. Yeah, cool. Are you ever going to release the sake? Is that it? Is that on the cards as well? Or? It's definitely on the cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. Cool. Uh, we're still obviously in a pretty early stage of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're pretty keen to explore. That's fucking it. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. look, it's yeah. I mean, we probably shouldn't talk too much about it yet, mm. just because it, it is very working early. But we're yeah. we're very into it, and it's it's a very exciting little little project we're working very on. Very drinkable. And, mm. and Chiho, the Japanese lady we've got working with us, is so passionate and into it, and just it's 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 a pleasure to, to be around a lot of the time. She's she's learning a lot about it, and uh, sort of yeah. Employing all of this knowledge onto us as well, which we're yeah, awesome. stoked to have around. One of the things that blows my mind about sake is the aroma and flavour are just completely different. Like big time. Mm, yeah. Apparently, you're not meant to smell sake before you drink it because it can alter your perception of okay. what sake is going to oh, be. Okay, but um, but yeah, it's like too late. Yeah, I, 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 I can't not. <laughs> I can't not. Yeah, out of <laughs> habit. But yeah, yeah, it's very drinkable. It's very nice. <laughs> Great. All right, Jen. Okay, so my beer recommendation will probably upset a lot of people because it's not very oh, good. Go. But <laughs> on a day like today where it's hitting 35-plus degrees, I think just a nice cold rushes is very Mate. underrated. Oh, <laughs> it refreshes. It nice. refreshes. Can't argue with that. No. It's funny because like the, the amount of guests that we've had that love a good rushes, nobody's actually recommended rushes before. Oh, well, maybe... Pretty sure Jason ma- has. Maybe Jason yeah, might have. Maybe Jason yeah. might have. Yeah. Sounds like something yeah. Jason yeah. Yeah. He also like collects Resh's memorabilia. Yeah. So. yeah. I think he's very active, active on that Facebook group, the Resh's Appreciation Society. Is, I didn't like, know that's even a thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's cool. Um, uh, I'm also on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as well. The Harold Park Hotel offers a discount if you remember. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. awesome. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and then your non beer. Yeah, so my non beer recommendation also involves Chiho's Saki. And it is another shameless plug for Yuli's Brewery. <laughs> it's one of my world-famous Bloody Marys. Um, but this one is made with the sake instead of a spirit. So a lot of people would do vodka or gin, but this one is mixed with the sake. Um, so it is tomato juice, togarashi seasoning, soy sauce, um, pickled radish juice, Ooh. kimchi brine, yeah. salt and pepper, and then the cloudy sake is mixed into it. And I'm pretty proud of it. It's that's it's fucking pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's that going down, Adrian? Oh, I'm dying. I thought you were sweating already, but I just got a glimpse of some glitter that's still on your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get rid of it. Can't get rid of it. Jen, maybe we could can this one day. Yeah. We could whip up a keg Ooh. and then just do a special run of can. I, yeah. I that'd be fun. Excellent mm. idea. Yeah, take some home. Yeah. Because, yeah, we've, I mean, this is. I've already had a couple of big nights and I'm going to have another one tomorrow. So oh, tonight, would, by the sounds of it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was not planning on tonight, but I wasn't planning on last night either. So, yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is really tasty, yeah. Jen. Thank so you this very- is available every Sunday yeah. at Yulis Brews from midday nice. to 10 p.m. World famous. World famous. World, World famous. famous. Um, you know, Alexandra. One of those on is, this the, is this the first podcast where we've sampled the non-beer recommendations during the recommendation yeah, round? I think, I think so, I think yeah. So, yeah. Huge. Huge. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Feel honoured. <laughs> um, Hubs? Oh, me? Uh, Cool. Well, (laughs) (laughs) mine aren't going to be as elaborate as the the previous one. What have you made for us today? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have anything on offer for you right now. I'm just going to go back to my my heydays of uh, when I first got into brewing and uh, a beverage that fascinated me in in a lot of ways, um, made on a very... uh, I don't know if it's it's completely original, but to me it was and it still is... Um, but the Happy Goblin Ginger Beer. Oh, I love which that. Which is yeah, just yeah, yeah. such an amazing... Does he still put that out? He's done. He's yeah, done. Yeah, he's not ruined anymore, yeah. yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I think he, mm. he'd done his dash. He'd yeah, sort of yeah, done yeah. it for a good, like, close to 10 years kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so he sort of handed on his, his brewery to, to, to Mike. To Mike, Eden, yeah. Um, who's still churning out great beers. Um, but does, does yeah. Mike put out the ginger beer? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be nice. No, no. I think Mike's very, uh, very, very hop forward. Yeah, yes, yeah. He is. he's a hop warrior. 
Uh, but we might one day, you know, play a tribute. I think, yeah, it's definitely on the cards. It's we've been, it's been sort of something we'd be been pretty keen to have a crack at a, a true ginger beer, not a not a you know concentrate kind of ginger product, a, a beer that yeah. has a solid ginger element to it. Um, so I just remember that beer being yeah such a, an incredible, not only like quenching and really interesting. Uh, citrusy, gingery, like it's just a very complex beer, but also super, super straight up and mm. easy drinking, but still with a malt sort of presence yeah. to it that you know you can't really get in the sort of ginger beer world these um, days. I find unless yeah, uh, well, 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 dog. Have you had yeah. the Welders Dog Farmhouse Ginger? I actually it's, haven't had that. I one. really That's like great. that. Like yeah. it's a really, really tasty one. And the other one, um, my housemate always has a case of Royal Jamaican at home. Oh and yeah, that's just that's yeah. right. That's like a pretty yeah. pretty OG. It's got, yeah. it's got to be a fire to it. It's a yeah. Spicy yeah. Boy. That's right. It's got oh, like so. Yeah. yeah. So if you're looking for a, for a ginger beer fix, like those 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 would be my two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, and then my non-beer recommendation would be my childhood favourite beverage of all time, and still is, and it's the rarest thing I can never find. It is Orangina. Oh. Orangina. Yes. Orangina is such an awesome, awesome beverage. It is like a sparkling orange juice with real pulp in it, and oh, yeah. it is so goddamn yeah. fantastic. You can, I, I mean, maybe you can get it internationally. I've never seen it in French, Australia. Right? It is a French, yeah. French product. It's I went, definitely available all over England. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Not for long. Yeah. <laughs> 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 wow. <Ouch. man. laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, my parents took me to France quite a lot as a kid, and uh, I just remember drinking that very, very often. And um, now I only have memories of that beverage, and I just want to try it again. Probably, you know? yeah. Well, um, if anyone lets us know, yeah, if, you know, if, if, if anyone our French listeners know, <laughs> knows where to get it, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll pass sweet, sweet connect on some orange yeah. 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 I'd love to know. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm gonna cop out for my beer recommendation and just say that uh, look out for some quite beers. Yeah, beers quite, made quite with the um, Norwegian yeast that we mentioned before. Oh, how, yeast, did, yeah, how yeah. did your tap take over go? It went there? really yeah. well. The beers were really cool. They yeah. were, you know, um, a lot of different brewers did a lot of different things, um, which was exciting. And there were some just like straight up beers, like Bucket Boys um, did a porter. A robust two, porter. It's a yeah. robust porter to yeah. legit to quite... Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> John, I came up with that. I just had yeah, like, I, I, the I, phone I, and it was like, how about two... And I was like, yeah, that works. Um, so let me guess, he sent you a beer with no name. Like, John, I don't have a name for this beer. It was a bit like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and that, that is one of one of the best robust porters I've had in a long time. Like, I'm, I'm out awesome. this big, roasty, yeah. you know, yeah. I would have recommended, like, a specific beer, but, like, that was a, those are very limited quantities that we got mm. for that festival. They might not be available by the time this episode comes out. But I'm sure that a lot of brewers are going to be playing around this yeast yeah. because yeah, it sounds like looking at really any of it or yeah. Look, to be honest, we haven't really specifically yet. It's up, it's sort of only just came to our yeah. attention that it's there and available. Um, but it does sound like it's going to sort of pretty pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to like carve its own little niche because yeah, it's um I think for a lot of brewers, it's just how fast it yeah, um, yeah. ferments. So that's pretty well, hard to ignore that. Yeah, that right. Ferment like, time. That's yeah. just like that gives you that frees up a tank. Big time. Like a lot quicker than... Yeah. Um, yeah. I was talking to Sean from Wayward and he was saying he was kind of even just thinking about releasing kind of beers on their small system that are just like, yeah. insert beer name with that yeast. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And, and just like... I'd love Charmer to, with Quake. Like yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Like, really as in, cool. that's what he was saying. He's yeah. kind of almost making beers that they've made before, but, but with that, yeah. To see, yeah. see what the difference would be. That'd be cool. Because it doesn't impart too much um, yeah. character. It, it does, you know, there, there's a little bit of a nice like... Yeah. Sort of fruity ester thing yeah. going on, but um, my non beer recommendation is a record store in Darlinghurst called uh, Radio Free Alice. Um, I've been getting into the records a lot recently, uh, and this this place is just like a tiny room. It's like the size of a large bedroom, but they have a really well curated selection of records. And yeah, I've been there a couple of times, picked up some gems. We went there together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have was, you checked out? a good time. Yeah. Have we checked out Cottonmouth <laughs> Records yet? Not yet, no. I, I need to hit up all the Craft classic Craft beer, ones. whiskey, and record bar? What? Yeah, yeah sick. Where's that? Sounds good. In Newtown. Okay, yeah. cool. I think it opened in just like last week. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Friday. There's yeah. heaps of record stores in Newtown. I haven't been to any yet. Um, uh, so my beer recommendation is a beer that I've just been smashing lots of recently. It's uh, Capital Summit Session XBA, which 
I think we might have discussed on the podcast, but I I, I double checked. I haven't recommended it before, so yeah. No, I, I cleared that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, um, mid strength, three point five percent, super hazy uh, XPA. Um, it's really, really, just really tasty. It packs so much hop character and flavor into a three point five percent beer. It's my new knockoff every night. Basically, yeah, it's just like a pint of that after a long day is perfect. So, yeah. Um, and then my non beer is um. Uh, a Netflix show um, that I've been getting into, uh, Russian Doll. If anyone's watched it, oh, it's really, yes. really good. Yeah. Smashed the whole thing. Yeah, out I've got like day. two episodes yeah. left, yeah. but it's, um, abs- it's just so so well written and produced, and the whole thing is just really nice and tight. And like, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's something you can absolutely smash out in a day. Hungover Sunday sitting on oh, the couch. That's, and that's that. the perfect way to watch that watch as well. The whole thing like, in one day. Yeah. yeah. My beer recommendation, you are talking about Grifter before, is I was in Grifter last week and I was smashing the Sea Boogie, which is their uh, cucumber oh, cold. Yeah, yeah, it's really Fucking good. I can love that beer. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've drunk a lot of that beer this summer. Um, yeah, yeah. Very enjoyable. Um, super light, nice fresh c- cucumber. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just very refreshing. Very cool. Yeah. I do remember drinking that beer going, this is pretty incredible. Like, it's yeah. got, it's a Kolsch. Yep. But it's definitely cucumber. Yeah, definitely. And it's still drinkable. Yeah. And like in a really good way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thinking of something like that, it's like, ooh, that could be like either not taste like a beer or something like that, but yeah. it just yeah. ticks all the boxes and does it really well. Nice. Epic. I've been enjoying a lot of Grifter lately. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, my non beer recommendation is making dumplings. Right. I had a session with my flatmate the other day and we made a fuckload of dumplings at home. Nice. And because, like, my house is, like, I think pretty much our whole freezer is just, like, frozen dumplings that we all have different brand, brands of dumplings. Yeah. And so um, we decided just to to make our own dumplings one day. So we did, like, a day and, like, smashed out a fuckload of dumplings. What's your go-to dipping sauce? I'm, like, a straight 50-50 soy sauce sriracha sort of a thing myself. Yeah, but, right. Um, yeah, I'm a bit... A bit uncouth the, when it comes to that stuff. The <laughs> Tom bit, Yum bit of user, sauce bit you guys of user do juice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mate, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, that Tom Yum dipping sauce. Oh, yeah, big off, time. Mate. Yeah, with the uh, yeah. the old miso cabbage. Yeah, yeah. So my next challenge is like making the soup dumplings at home. I've been researching how that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, smash out some dumplings. It was fucking sick. It tastes great. Nice. What styles did you make? We just made a couple of different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. So we did some um, vegetarian ones with like water chestnut and stuff like that. Did some classic, you know, pork and chive and that type of stuff. Yeah. Just made a thing about three different feelings and yeah. Nice. That's me. Yeah. yeah. I think that's everyone. Right? I think that is everyone. Yeah, I think that, that, uh, that wraps it up. Thanks for having us, guys. Um, yes. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. You. We've been having like, we've been planning this podcast for probably like three years now. So it's. Yeah. A while. yeah. Sounds <laughs> like about right. It's been a bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's uh, thanks it's good for to... all the, um, the yeah, show and tell as well. Thanks for coming down. As always, um, you can find us at sessionable.net. Um, we're on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, all our contact details are on Sessionable. There. Um, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us um, a five star review or, you know, like. Like minimum, minimum, minimum five, five stars. Star. Yeah. Like, don't don't worry if it's not. <laughs> don't bother um, if it's four on yeah. on iTunes. If, if it's four, just email us. Yeah, like yeah. four and um, a half. Nah. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, we'd really appreciate that. That helps us. You know, helps other people find us and all that. Jazz. Yeah. And where where can you guys be found on the interwebs? Um, we're mainly across the two the two main ones: Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you won't really find us elsewhere, to be honest. Or maybe you, I think you'll find the beers on the Untapped yeah. um, app. But yeah, apart from that, just those two. Is it Yuli's Brews? It is Yul- at Yuli's yeah. Brews, indeed. Nice one. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And then cool. we've got a website that's got the menu and, and, and everything about yes. the actual venue. Yuli'sBrews.com.au. Thank you, Jen. Smash it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been there once or twice, I even Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Goodbye.